Hello guys, welcome back to the Tech Podcast. In today's podcast, we're not actually going to be talking about uh, like recent tech news because there hasn't actually been a lot of tech news similar to the last podcast, which is, it's disappointing. But instead, we're just going to be having some general discussions, you know, just, just talking about like Apple as a company, their plan. And um, it's a discussion. It's not a discussion. It's just like my thoughts on what their plans are and their current product line. I'm going to be doing Apple because, well, I know the most about Apple. So it's relatively easy for me to talk about. Like, I don't have to read off a script or anything. So it'll make it more natural as well, everything I say. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Again, if, if you're not interested in Apple, feel free to click off. No worries at all. But without further ado, let's get started. So. Apple, as we know, are the first trillion dollar company. And since Tim Cook took over from Steve Jobs, the company, you would think, have had a exponential rise. You know, they have Steve Jobs, people say Steve Jobs wasn't the right man. Now, I disagree, but obviously that's because, you know, Steve Jobs is kind of like a childhood hero for me. Like, uh, because I used to, I, I've, I've loved Apple since I was a kid. And... Uh, he was kind of like a childhood hero, like I've said. So it's a bit hard for me to think that Tim Cook is the right man. And to be honest, I wasn't a fan of Tim Cook. Um, I, I I never really liked his ideology. All I saw were the Apple products were just consistently increasing in price. And we went from iPhones being around $500 to suddenly $1,000 being normal for an iPhone. And it was just ridiculous. And and I had my reasons, I, I I did, but I think that I was wrong about Tim Cook. I, I was. What he has done with Apple, on the grand scheme of things, and from the outside at least, has been phenomenal. It, it really has. And look, obviously, every big company has their own scandals, you know. Apple were involved in a couple of privacy scandals and a couple of other things, but... Generally speaking, Tim Cook, people people don't like Apple because people, especially like people who can't afford Apple, you're not going to like the company, are you? Because you will find a way to make fun of them. And I understand that their products aren't affordable. Don't get me wrong. Like nothing Apple makes is affordable. It, it just isn't. Not for the, the lower class and like the lower of the middle class. But there are people in the middle class, such as myself, who, who can afford Apple products. And you know that the biggest thing Tim Cook has done right since he's taken over as CEO from Steve Jobs, making the Apple ecosystem. Like, I, I know that sounds stupid because how do you make an ecosystem? But what I mean by that is making all the products so interdependent on each other that even if they go like a year without having that their, one product meet a high standard, People will still need to continue to be in that ecosystem. And let me explain if that doesn't make sense. So Apple have made further, made like huge developments in the iPad industry, in the MacBook industry, and in the phone industry, not so much, but in the watch industry, in the music industry, and even in their subscriptions. So like, like I said, there's Apple Music. There's like three plans. There's the voice plan that they added recently. There's uh, the two, and there's two others. And 
the thing with this is when you do this, your products become so integrated that if you have one Apple product, you need the other. Let me explain again. So let's say I buy an iPhone 12 Pro. Let's say I bought an iPhone 12 Pro last year and um, I wanted to have wireless music. I wanted to listen to music without like connecting to the lightning port. AirPods. AirPods are that. Let's say I wanted to track my steps. Apple Watch. Let's say I wanted to, um, I don't know. Let's say I wanted to jailbreak my phone. MacBook. You download the file to jailbreak it. Let's say I wanted to, you know, like just use my phone as a, as a normal phone. I, 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 I can do that. These devices that they've made, the watch, the AirPods, the Mac, these three especially, are so connected to the iPhone that this year, the iPhone 13 Pro, it wasn't the biggest upgrade for, for, for average. For the people on the outside, like people who don't care about the, the tech specs, like the refresh rate, the battery improvements, the minimal design changes, for people who don't care about this, they might as well have said that the, they, they might as well have called it iPhone 12 Pro S, or, or they might have called it an S upgrade, not a, th not a full model upgrade, but because, generally speaking, no one really has just one Apple product anymore, and that is such a brilliant business plan from Tim Cook. It, it's such a, it's such a genius idea. Make it so that all your products need each other to hit their maximum capacity and or maximum potential even. And even though this iPhone upgrade wasn't that good, people aren't going to switch to Samsung. People say that. You hear people on YouTube or on an article say iPhone 13 Pro is a failure. 60% of the people aren't liking the iPhone 13 Pro upgrade. doesn't matter. If people have an Apple Watch, how the hell are they going to switch? If people have AirPods, you lose your gestures when you switch to Android. They've they've embedded all their products in such a brilliant way, and you know you got you have to give Tim Cook credit for that. You you really do, and I'm I'm not I'm not trying to advocate or defend Apple because if if we're being honest, their prices are ridiculous. You know, let's if we talk about the MacBook Pros, which I have been nothing but praiseful of everyone who has been listening to these podcasts know that i am a huge admirer of these huge admirer of these macbooks i am in love with these macbooks and if it were up to me i would have bought one for myself by now but what's been stopping me well the price they, they start at eight thousand dirhams and they go up all the way almost to 20 if you're talking for the highest end of the 16 inch possibly even more and look I, I understand. At the end of the day, it's a business. They need to make the most money. And that's how, this is how they've reached the trillion dollar point as a company. But I, I think that the pricing strategy, you know, if they reduced their prices by like, let's say for the iPhones, they made it 800 instead of 1000 still be very overpriced, by the way. I'm sorry, but it is, it would still be overpriced, especially with the phones. When you look at what Samsung has been doing with their fold phones, this is the first time really and truly Samsung has had a right to say a phone is worth 7000 7, So the Galaxy Z Fold is worth 7000 something. And it's it's fair enough, you know, about time. It, that's a fair price because it's a foldable phone. But 
Imagine Apple went into that industry. <laughs> We'd be talking at phones, looking at 10 grand. We'd be paying 10 grand for a phone that you change every two years. That simply isn't worth it. But the ecosystem is so good that people say they won't buy it, but they go buy it themselves. It's a similar thing to EA and what they've done with FIFA. People every year, I hear the same complaints. I'm not buying FIFA next year. I'm not buying FIFA next year. Everyone who says that is lying to themselves because as soon as FIFA comes out, the hype around it is it's so much that people, they don't look at the price tag and they just buy the game. And, you know, to, to go back to the MacBook Pros and to give you some more prices. Now, I'm going to give these prices in dollars so that it's more... Uh, it's for more people, so more like you know, not just people living in the UAE or who are listening to this will understand the prices, but people all over the world. So, so we'll start off with the um, 14 inch. First of all, if you order the 14 inch right now, you have to wait a minimum of a month, and that's a long time. But, anyways, let's start off with the base 14 inch. So, it starts at two thousand dollars, and here's what you're getting so you're getting a M1 Pro with an eight core CPU. A 14-core GPU, a 16-core neural engine, and you're getting 16 gigs of RAM. You're getting 512 GB of SSD, and you're getting a 67-watt USB-C power adapter. You're getting a 14-inch 14-inch liquid Retina XDR display. You're getting three Thunderbolt 4 ports. You're getting an HDMI port, an SDXC card slot, and a MagSafe 3 port. And you're also getting a backlit Mag Magic Keyboard with Touch ID. So all of this for two thousand dollars doesn't seem too bad. If you so if you spec it up to the so the M1 Pro right now is at eight core GPU. If you spec that up to ten core, you increase it by two hundred already. If you spec if you spec up the M1 Pro to a sixteen core GPU instead of the fourteen core, it goes an extra hundred dollars. And if you make a jump from that to the M1 Max and you get a thirty two core GPU and a 16 core 16 core neural engine you've almost paid a grand a thousand dollars extra just with specking it up to the m1 max if you make 62 gb of ram which is what a lot of people need for their their video editing their movie making you need as much ram as you can get even for games as well if you spec your laptop up to let's say on average people will want one to two tb of storage if you spec that up you are at four thousand dollars if you have it at two tb ssd and this is the 14 inch and and people who are using video and um, um, music editing softwares usually want to use final cut and logic pro because well they're to be they're known to be some of the best if not the best uh, video and music softwares if you add apple care then you have to add an extra 279. So, generally speaking, if you get a f if you get the M1 uh, M1 Max, is it? Yeah, M1 Max with a f the f the highest M1 Max with Final Cut Pro and Logic Pro and 2 TB of SSD without Apple Care, you are paying $4,600. Look, that is just simply ridiculous. I'm I'm sorry, but that is ridiculous. You should not be paying that much money for a laptop, you know, un unless it, you need it for, even if you need it, you know, I just, I think that it's, it's simply too much money and, um, 
again, who am I, you know, if, if I'm being honest, who am I to question Apple's pricing strategy? Like, they could easily tell me, well, yeah, it's high, but we've, we're a trillion dollar company. And I keep going back to that trillion dollar thing because it is frankly amazing. Imagine Steve, if he, if he looked back at this, imagine how proud Steve Jobs would be. Just, just take, just imagine. I'm sure he'd be proud of the, the trillion dollar thing. I don't think he'd be proud of the way the company have gone about it because honestly, and this is where I'm going to take a hit at Apple. Apple's innovation company, especially for their phones, is it's not up to the mark. And for the iPadOS software, for these two things, it's not up to the mark. And these are going to be the two main things I'm going to be discussing for like another 15 minutes and then I'll be ending the podcast. Today will be a, a shorter episode because there's not a lot of tech news right now. Things are slowing down, naturally speaking, after that crazy tech, tech, sem- tech September and tech October. We had a really, two, really good two months and October is almost at an end. So things are slowing down. This is expected though, but yeah. I'm still very, this is still very interesting, so I'm not going to, you know, this is not boring at all. I'm very interested to talk about these two things. So, we'll start off with the um, iPhone. The iPhone, it's, it's, has a reputation of being the best phone in the world. You know, the fastest, the most battery, the design, everything is Apple. You think, it's not the best phone in the world. (laughs) The Google Pixel 6 has just come out and automatically it has... So Google are using their new Tensor chips, by the way, which I talked about in my previous podcast. And people are saying that's better than the iPhone and they have good reason to say so. Uh, and he, here's the problem I have with the, the iPhone. Look, I love the iPhone. I have an iPhone. I have the 12 Pro. Uh, I love it. The phone is good. The phone is super fast. It's the design is nice. I like I like the square design, but I, I I don't I don't think they're doing enough. You know I, I this is hard for me to say because I've never had a phone that hasn't been an iPhone. I've only had an iPhone, so this is really really hard for me to say. And this obviously this doesn't mean I'm going to be switching to Android. No, of course not. The ecosystem keeps me with my phone, but I think that these phones. They aren't up to the level of technology. Look, the speed, the the iPhone in multi-core and in single-core scores, when you use the Geekbench scores, it still beats any phone in the world. Even in terms of battery now, it's arguably, the 13 Pro arguably has the best battery in any phone. But I'm talking more about features. Why is a notch still there on this iPhone? And... This is going to sound hypocritical because I defended the notch on the MacBook, but it's two different things. Why is there a notch on this iPhone? I, I simply can't understand. I, I, like, it's, and, and I think the notch, it's not going anywhere, so we might as well talk about it. I think it's really, really halting their, their, their progress, you know. I, I think that, I'm not sure how many people know, but split screen is a phone feature that's been on, um, Android phones for a long, long time. Dark mode had been a feature on Android phones for a long, long time. Low power mode had been a feature on Android phones for a long, long time. The bigger screens had been a feature on an Android phone for a long, long time. And I get Apple's motto is, we won't be first to it, but when we come, we'll try to perfect it. But sometimes you have to take a risk. You have to. I I simply think that Apple have to take a risk from time to time. And and I'm going to explain on that point. Now, 
So what do I mean by that? So what I mean by that is, look, a company such as Apple, so big, such so big such as Apple, has reached where they have because they've had a business strategy in place, you know. And again, I'm going back to the fact that they are worth a trillion dollars, more in fact. But they've done it because they've had a strategy and they've executed. And I have to, you have to tell them, well, well, job well done. But now you've reached the summit. Surely you try a risk. You know, surely you try to innovate something. Because honestly, look back at the iPhones. Just, just look back at the iPhones. Tell me, what have they exactly invented or innovated in the last five years that no other phone has? Because dark mode, Samsung had it before them. Uh, the cameras, they've, they've copied from Samsung in terms of the features, the optical zoom and stuff. The waterproofing, copied from Samsung. Touch ID, copied from Samsung. So what, what exactly did they innovate? Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? And look, again, a company such as Apple could easily ridicule this, you know, this point that me and a lot of people make. But they know themselves that they have the potential and bloody hell do they have the money to innovate they literally have the money to they could think of an idea and they have so much money that anything they think of can be invented that's how rich apple are and and i honestly think tim cook isn't the man for that i think his last product whenever it is to come after that they need a leader or they need a ceo who is willing to to lose a bit of money and i know that sounds stupid because why would you do that it's look i'm thinking from not a business point of view i'm thinking from a, a customer point of view and as, a, as an apple customer it gets harder and harder every year to defend these iphones you know it, it really does it's really hard to defend these iphones and the fact that with the iphone 12 pro they mentioned 5g about a hundred times and 5g there's almost zero difference that is noticed between 5G and 4G in my country. So I don't understand why was 5G the focus? 120 hertz, 120 hertz refresh rate should have been there last year. Then that event would have been 10 times better. And again, look, I, I think I'm repeating myself a bit here, but they don't need to listen to me. They're not going to listen to me. They're not going to listen to anyone. But I just think, you know, they, they have been listening for their Macs. For the MacBooks, they, they listened, you know. They listened to the fact we asked for the legacy ports. We asked for the touch bar to be removed. We asked for upgrades to the display. We asked for all of this. And we got legitimately all of it in one event. You know when the event started. And you can kind of tell. So I've been kind of, I've been able to kind of tell in the last couple of Apple events. When they're starting off the event. And let's say like, so they started off the event with the, um, the original AirPods Pro in their ears, and they were using like a a, a normal Mac, a Mac, a 16-inch Mac and stuff in that intro to the in in that first intro scene. And I was like, well, there goes it all. You know, there's no design change by the looks of it. The AirPods are the same, so it's going to be a boring event. But fair play to Apple. They bloody hell, these MacBooks are the best thing they've done in a very very long time. You know. These MacBooks, 
it was so on Apple. It was so what we're used. It was exactly what I'm talking about. Where they didn't add one feature and make a whole event about it. They added so many things that they could have had an event for four hours and I would have been watching the whole thing with popcorn. Because they really could have. Adding back the HDMI, the SD, the 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 um, MagSafe. Adding a 120Hz refresh rate. No one even asked for a 120Hz refresh rate. Adding a notch, making the display as thin as it has ever been on any computer with a 1080p web camera. And before, people say, well, the Dell XPS has no bezels effectively and they don't have a notch. Look at the Dell's web camera and then you tell me which one is better. Because there is no way a company like Apple is going to be able to do something like so pathetic like Dell's web camera on their XPS models. So... They've done, and yeah, the notch was a big deal, but I think it was the right one because a notch on a MacBook is fine because it allows them to add Face ID on the MacBook. It allows them to add Face ID. It, it'll just be a simple, like a flick of a switch, like I said. And it was so on Apple. I was so shocked when I saw so many things. I was like, this, this is an Apple. This, this is an Apple. You know, this is not what we're used to seeing of Apple. And if they could just do that with their phones. And iPadOS, honestly, the company could, the potential the company has, the, po the company could touch the sky. And they're already almost doing that. Just a little bit of bravery is required. And moving on to iPadOS. I briefly talked about this in my last podcast. But I think uh, <laughs> this makes me laugh, you know, the, the situation that iPadOS lives in. It, it really, really makes me laugh how awful iPadOS is. Uh, I, I, I don't quite understand why iPadOS is so bad. Because what was the point of iPadOS? Looking back at that whole iOS to i and then iPadOS thing they did, and I think it was fourteen. What was the point of that? Uh, does any does anyone have an answer? Anyone? Yeah, that that's what I thought. No one knows what the point of it was. No, no. I beg your pardon. We do know what the point of it was. The point of it was to upgrade the software. Did they do that? No. They, they didn't. Nothing has changed in the iPadOS software. They added Quick Note. I could not believe my eyes. When I was watching WWDC in June, I could not believe that they added Quick Note and they made it seem like it was revolutionary. That they changed the multitasking a bit. And they made it seem like it was revolutionary. I'm sorry. Didn't you just add M1, M1 chips to your goddamn iPad? And you're going to try telling me that all that they can do is rudimentary things such as multitasking. Improving multitasking. Oh, and now you can access a note from the bottom right of your page. I'm sorry. What? Are you serious? Did that... I, I was laughing. I was like, this is a joke. There, there's something wrong here. You know, they, they must have forgot they, in the editing. They must have cut out something or something. Because I was like, there's no way. And I'm not the only one. So many people returned their iPads, the M1 iPads. They bought because they said, I might as well just have a normal iPad because it can do the same things as my M1 iPad. And I'm not saying bring exclusivity to the M1 iPads. No, I'm not. But all of the iPad chips are good enough to do more. Not just the M1s, the A12 Bionics, the A13 Bionics. They're all good enough to do more. And the fact that it, it's nothing short of a disgrace, if we're being quite honest, that that they aren't doing more than they are. They, they should be doing more. 
you know? Because the M1 is blowing i9 chips out of the water in terms of battery maximization, performance maximization. The base M1 is doing that. So let's say they decide to add the um, M1 Pros or they make a new model like called an M1 Mini or something like that or an M1 Pro Lite or something. I don't know. Let's say they add the M1 Pros, for example, to the iPad. What's, what's the point? What is the point? The iPad is the iPad OS for the first time in so long in Apple before I cut myself off here but the first for the first time in so long the software is the problem you don't hear that about Apple usually it's a mix of both for example with the iPhones last year people were like well the software it's, it's okay you know you can't do things like multitasking like you can't split your screen in two like you can on Android you know and but at the same time, your software isn't that good enough. But now, the, the hardware is on the iPad. I have a five-year-old iPad that could easily run a better software. It could easily do it. And the fact it isn't, I don't know what else to say. It, it's, it's really sad. You know, it, it really is sad to hear. And it's sad to see that this is what is becoming. Because honestly... People tell me that they should make it the new Macs. Apple are never going to do that. With all the changes to the Mac that they have literally just done, it is very unlikely that, and the fact that they're manufacturing their own chips for the Macs now, it's almost impossible that the iPad ever becomes what it can. Because the iPad has the potential to become a Mac. It has the potential to do more than a Mac can with a touchscreen display. And the fact that you can now use a mouse and a key, like a proper mouse, a proper keyboard, it, it really does have the potential. But only if Apple didn't start manufacturing their own chips, I would have believed that, you know, they, they can. They will take it to the next level. But since they have, I, it doesn't make any logical sense for them to. And why would they? They can keep the iPads as they are. They might lose on the iPads, but they're going to gain on the Macs so much that it will balance the, balance the books. And, and yeah, it's 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 really hard, you know, to see the the iPads be at the stage in their cycle life cycle where they are at the fact that they're they're at a crossroads, and Apple are very close to making a huge blunder in my in my opinion, and they're going to be on that same path where the iPads are clear of any tablet in the industry. They always will be. They will they will always be light years ahead of any tablet in the industry. And because Apple doesn't feel any competition like they have in the they did, like they have in the in their laptops, in their phones, Apple are never going to be forced with the phones. They had to make the iPhone X because they felt severe pressure from Samsung, from all these Android um, companies who were making 6-inch phones, 7 inch phones, 5 inch phones and Apple were stuck on the rudimentary 4.4 inch displays with no waterproofing no t with with the headphone jack being gone at the time as well, it wasn't good and they, they, they did, they look they responded to the pressure but with the iPad, tell me what pressure do they feel exactly there's no Samsung tablet on the market there's no Android tablet that can even lace the iPad's shoes so it, it just doesn't seem likely and that's really annoying but what can we do? Hmm? There's nothing we can do, really and truly. And yeah, I, I think that's going to be it for today's podcast. I apologize. Today is a, a lot shorter than I actually wanted to be. If I'm if I'm being honest, 
I, I, I do want I did want it to be a bit longer. But at the same time, there isn't a lot of tech news and there won't be for a couple of weeks. So podcasts are gonna be like this. You know, they're gonna be on slightly different things. They're not gonna be on the same, you know, they're not gonna be a lot of recent news because there isn't that much interesting news to report about. I don't wanna make a podcast about boring things, you know. I wanna make it so that people enjoy listening to this. People listen to this when they're eating lunch or like an hour before they go to bed or when they just woken up from the morning, or they're going for their run. I don't want to make it so I'm talking about things that aren't going to impact them. So, I do apologize, but I hope you guys understand. And um, that is going to be all for today's podcast. Again, it's a short one, but I've explained why. I hope you guys have enjoyed, and please stay safe, and I will catch you guys on Wednesday. Thank you, and goodbye.